Hey, hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 22 of Y'all. Let's address. I'm your host, One S Jess, and today Matt and I sit down for a little bit before we have too many technical difficulties to talk about my birthday, my first speeding ticket, and then I'm going to talk about one of our favorite Christmas traditions that we have since we moved to Arizona, and then talk about the excitement for the new year. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, all of the things that this is not timely anymore, but I wanted to still do this podcast, so we're still going to do it. Yep. Uh, perfect timing. Decided to do this as I'm driving from Phoenix to <laughs> LA to go hit with Kyle. Um, so we'll see if we have any technical difficulties, issues that we may run into, uh, if I sound a little foggy or feedback or staticky or just completely lose the call altogether. I'm in the middle of the desert, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, to be fair, I wanted to kind of record this episode before Christmas, but we were kind of just crazy busy. We didn't really have, or I was working when you were available, so we just didn't really have time to sit down and do it, but I wanted to talk about my birthday and our neighborhood llama story. So, you know, it's my podcast. So if I want to talk about something that's two weeks late, I guess I have the right to do that. And yes, if there are, if the sound sounds terrible, I apologize, but we're working with what we can work with. Okay. What should we start with? Should we start with my birthday? Well, that is the more recent or latest Furthest away event, I guess we could talk about or no. I guess we could talk about the princess. Yeah, let's we'll probably start with your birthday. Let's yeah, let's start with my birthday because that's like kind of not related to Christmas, but is related to Christmas. So my birthday is December twenty third, and you are now listening to a thirty year old podcast. No big deal, kind of a big deal. And Matt had been asking. It's it's Merry Christmas Eve Eve. No, don't say that. Like that's the Sorry. thing. I don't I don't care. I'm not Let me figure out how to say this without so- sounding bratty. I don't really care that my birthday is close to Christmas. It is what it is at this point, but it's also one of those things you're if never you're going to choose for it, which is cool. You're always off. No, never in school. Right. But then, you know, when you're younger and you see people whose birthdays it is and they get to wear like the birthday hat or the sash to school and then their parents bring cupcakes for everyone. When I was younger, I always thought, man, that would be cool to be in school for my birthday. But then, yeah, as I got older, it was always nice to be out of school. But the thing was, is I could never have my actual friend birthday on my birthday usually because everyone was too busy to get together. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. So we usually had we usually had my birthday party in like January. So this time probably like after the holidays, right before school started back. But anyways, it is what it is. My mom always did a really good job of having a family party that was solely my birthday, usually on my birthday. So I don't 
want to sound like they never separated the two because she always did a really good job of making sure that I still felt like it was my birthday. But that's just the one thing. Like, if we're going to choose to celebrate our birthday, we're not going to call it Christmas Eve Eve or (laughs) do it all of that. We're just not going to do it. Anyways, so... You had asked me a little bit ago what I wanted to do for my 30th. And, you know, we kind of had a big party last year at our house. It was super fun. But again, it was kind of like people were in and out because they had other things to do, and which I totally understand. But I just wanted, I had told you, look, I just want to do something that I don't wake up and do every day. And I think I had mentioned skydiving, hot air balloon. I had talked to you into maybe getting tattoos like that was my only thing and I kind of put the ball in your court but also didn't really trust you to plan something (laughs) well you know I'm not game for hardly any of those so well I know that was I'm not skydiving maybe you can talk me into like a wing finger tattoo but Yeah. And I think that was your biggest thing. You were like, well, I'm not going to do those things with you, but you obviously wanted to spend my birthday with me. So I think that was like your debacle is you were thinking, okay, I'm not going to do those things she wants to do. So what am I going to do? Anyways, I should also back up before we get into spoiler alert, skydiving. My mom surprised me, what, two days on the 21st. She got here on the 21st and Matt planned this with um, our neighbors. They're our neighbors, but we can just call them friends at this point. But that's how we knew them. Dustin and Casey, who we talk about a lot on here. And then Jake and Carly, who have also both been on earlier episodes of the podcast, like planned this breakfast because Jake's mom and her boyfriend were in town. So (laughs) Jake like texted us and asked if we wanted to go eat at this random breakfast place. Anyways, it was really my... Matt was picking up my mom at the airport and I was super surprised and ha- I didn't have any idea. Um, so that was kind of the first big thing. And then, so then on the 22nd, the next day, you <laughs> started playing all of these flying songs literally all day. And I'll tell my side and then you can kind of tell your side of how you decided the skydiving and all of that stuff. But I had been saying to you, you had kind of talked me out of skydiving, which again, makes total sense. And you, and, and I was like, okay, well, hot air balloon. I know. I was like, I know Casey will go with me. I know Carly will go with me. It's fine. And you again, kind of were talking me out of it, which I thought was super weird because you never talk me out of anything and you never tell me I can't do something, but you were kind of, that was your way of kind of being like, Jess, stop it right now. Trust that I have planned something and I just couldn't let it go. And then when mom showed up, I was like, oh my gosh, mom, you'll go on a, up in a hot air balloon with me, right? And she was like, yeah, of course. And at that time, I don't think she knew that you had planned skydiving. I could be wrong on that. But, and so I was like, Matt, this is yeah. perfect. Me and mom, me and mom can go up in the hot air balloon. You can stay on the ground and watch or stay in and sleep in. And then bam, done. And it's no big deal. And then again, you talked me out of it. And I was like, man, this is really weird. And then you finally said to me, oh, this was on the 21st. So the day that mom got here, you finally looked at me and you said, stop asking so many questions. And try-. that's what you said. Or like, why are you asking so many questions? So I took that as 
okay, he already has something else in mind. We're going to go get the tattoos. We're going to do that. And it's going to be great. And now, obviously, in the grand scheme of things, I understand it's because of you had already had skydiving planned. So on the 22nd, you were playing Fly Songs. I didn't catch on. I caught on a little bit, but again, I was done asking questions. And you also, when you get on songs that you like, you play them over and over and over again. And you and Kyle had been playing Fortnite and you said that Kyle liked one of the songs. And then I just thought, oh, they've been winning a lot of games of Fortnite. So, and the songs are playing. So that's why you kept playing them. But no, in reality, you were playing them because you wanted me to guess. So saying all of that, you didn't actually tell me that I was going skydiving until 8 a.m. on the 23rd, my birthday, and I jumped out of the airplane about, what, 10, 15? Okay, so I know that was a long, dragged-out version of my side. Like, well, yeah, I guess I was probably closer to 11, huh? Like, after everything was all said and done. But we had to check in before 10 to do all of that. So I had two hours to come to terms with that I was about to jump out of the airplane okay now you tell your full version well that uh, I mean pretty much summarized it all in the same I guess I booked it probably three weeks before your birthday it was when I was helping Casey and her dad work on the uh their patio pergola in the backyard and I just asked Casey hey I'm not doing it, but Jess wants to do it. Would you go skydiving with Jess? And she said, absolutely. So later that night, I went, well, you were at work. I actually booked it on your computer. Funny enough. Um, <laughs> thankfully, I think <laughs> I, I deleted all the, all the tabs that were open for it and, and all of that. So, um, yeah, fast forward, found out your mom was coming to Arizona, and I just said, uh, only plans that we have are her jumping out of an airplane at 10 o'clock, and she has no idea about, so uh, we'll get something planned where we can surprise her and figure that out. And, and then that breakfast thing, the planning for that really only happened four or five days prior. I found that breakfast spot on Yelp, ended up being in the middle of nowhere. Scottsdale, uh, but the food was pretty good. The pictures looked good, so I just went with it. And then, uh, yeah, I just looked up top skydiving songs, and I played them on loop for about 10 hours. And I, I don't know. It just <laughs> went completely over your head, I guess. Fly Like an Eagle, uh, Free Fallen, Learning to Fly, uh, I believe I can fly. Yeah, I don't know. See, I I was also caught in the middle of whether I wanted to tell you or not, because if I knew I was going skydiving, I wouldn't be able to sleep the night before. So I didn't want to build that anxiety for your anticipation or whatever you call it, nervous, and not be able to sleep. So I guess it kind of worked out that you weren't able to guess what's on yeah. there. But also, you can sleep through anything or whatever. So you probably would have been just fine. Yeah, we, we've talked about that before, how I can sleep through anything. But, you know, like when when they kept playing over and over again, I kind of kind of caught on. But, again, I didn't want to say anything. And then I think just what you said, 
I don't think I wanted to be thinking about it for that long. I've always wanted to do it, but there's a huge difference in wanting to do something and then actually signing up and doing it. Once you're signed up and committed, all of those nervous, anxious feelings come into play. And so I think that was the right thing is to just not tell me and maybe play that little game of playing those songs. And if I figured it out, I figured it out. And that I got to be nervous, but I think it would have been, I would have been a lot more nervous and I wouldn't have backed out by any means, but I would have maybe gone through all of the other things if I would have known beforehand. So I think it was totally fine just finding out a couple hours before and not having that long to prepare or be nervous or all of the things. And it was one of the coolest things ever. I can't even explain it, what it felt like to actually jump out. And you paid extra for Casey and I to jump at 14,000 feet instead of 10,000 feet. And funny story, Casey actually jumped out on her 30th birthday. So this was her second time jumping. So I felt a lot better looking at her and seeing her. She wasn't nervous at all because she's obviously already done it. And knowing that, okay, she's done it once and she survived and she was willing to sign up and do it again. I think that helped me a little bit on the actual plane going up because that was the most nerve wracking part was, so I was the last one to jump out of the plane. There were eight tandem, so eight couples plus two solo jumpers. And so, and I was the last one and that was the scariest part watching everyone else jump out with the door open and then obviously you know I can see how windy it is and see the ground below us and then as you're inching closer to the door the split second it was more than a split second it felt probably like 10 seconds of he's trying to get himself situated and I am legitimately just dangling out of the door looking straight down off the ground and he had to be like put, put your head back because you know he went through all of what I was supposed to do but he did it so quickly and that was my that's the thing I think I was most nervous about and I'm sorry Matt I know you've had to hear this story me explain this like three times but <laughs> that's just part of it I guess but um I was more nervous about messing something up on my Brink. The guy's name was Brink that I was strapped to. I would think I was more nervous of doing something wrong and messing him up than I was all of the other factors of jumping out of the plane. (laughs) And so he had told me that was the biggest thing is right before we jump, I had to put my head back because Casey also asked our guys to flip us as we jumped out, not just the straight sideways to front. So we jumped out, he flipped us, and then we were like free falling straight down after that. But I'm literally dangling, looking straight down, and that was by far the scariest part. And he's like, put your head back. And you can see in the video, he like kind of puts his fingers on my forehead for me to tilt my head back or else I would have been doomed, I guess. I don't know why. I guess maybe you can't get out of it once you're head and the free fall if your head is forward instead of back on their shoulder or maybe Casey also said too maybe so if you don't get scared and you like headbutt your instructor (laughs) or you you said that that would also be awful and we both pass out anyways um but other than that I wasn't really 
scared and the free fall was so the extra 4,000 feet gave us an extra like 25 seconds of, of a free fall so we were free falling for over a minute and that was the craziest feeling I can't even I don't even know how to describe it but there was a point where I was like okay is he gonna pull this chute because we need this chute to be working I need this to know that this chute is gonna go and obviously I'm here today to still talk so everything was great and I would do it again in a heartbeat but but anyway so yeah 10 of 10 recommend skydiving thank you for planning that and um, getting Casey to go with me and then mom was there and you were there and Dustin and Sadie were all there and so that was a really cool and obviously memorable birthday present and then we just had some of our friends over at our house later that night and yeah it was a very memorable and probably one of my best birthdays that I can ever remember so that's uh, a good way was a, the best way to start off my first day as officially in my 30s. Uh, we could also talk about that wasn't your first uh, birthday gift for your birthday That wasn't week. my first birthday. What did you it get wasn't? at the beginning of the week from an officer? Oh my, you really want to bring that, bring that up? So, was that on the 20th or 19th, 19th or 20th? I can't remember, or the 18th or 19th. Uh, I think it was the Monday prior. Okay, sure. so, yeah, so whatever, the 18th. The, the Monday of my birthday and Christmas week, I got my first freaking speeding ticket. Oh, Jeff, Jeff Gordon over here. No, no, don't you dare. If you're going to call me a race car driver, it has to be Dale Earnhardt and Dale Earnhardt only. And you know better than that. So, yeah, I honestly thought that I was never going to get a speeding ticket, but I didn't even make it to 30 without getting one. And I was going too fast, but... The road that I got the speeding ticket on is a 35 and it should not be 35. And you even said the same thing that that's way too slow on that road. Yeah. What was it? A couple days later, I set the cruise control to 35 on that street. And it's just, what the problem is, is this four lane going past the Camelback Ranch Park Park. And, and then you cross that bridge and it goes to single lane. Uh, it's just... In the middle of nowhere, hardly ever busy, and by busy, that is like seeing five other cars out there. So it's kind of insane that it's a 35-mile-per-hour speed limit. And what you say is that is because of all the events going on in Camelback, like, come on, it's, the events are going yeah. March and, like, all of March, and that's it. Maybe a little bit of February. So... Yeah, so I think Yeah, and I mean there is that one neighborhood by Camelback Ranch, but the thing is is it's all heavily it's like sitting off from the street. You know what I mean? Like there it's not like yeah, kids it's, a gated, are it's a gated running. gated community and Right. And I mean 
Well, and he said too, like people are using that as a shortcut to stay off of Camelback Road, which again, did you not know that when you planned that? I don't know. I just think it could easily be 45 and would still be safe, and I probably would have gotten it. Yeah. Anyways, but he said people had been complaining. So whether that's people that live in that neighborhood or I don't, I don't, I mean, because there are kind of neighborhoods all around. Yeah. But I guess maybe all around it, like people think everyone's going too fast. I don't, I don't know. But anyways, I was going as fast as I was because two other people were on my butt. So it is, it's two lanes and then it turns into four lane. And so I was, and again, he was like, that's not an excuse. And I was like, okay, I get it. I know that's not an excuse, but like why those other two people sped past me. And he was like, well, my radar gun was on you. (laughs) I was like, okay. I wasn't trying to get out of it. You know, I was just like making conversation. Actually, I was trying to get out of it because I said to him, I said, are you really going to give me my first ever speeding ticket days before my 30th birthday and Christmas? And he just laughed and he said, the law doesn't care about those things. And I just was like. All right. Anyways, so I did the little drive online driving school instead of having points on my license and getting sent to the insurance. But it was crazy that paying for driving school was almost just as expensive as the ticket. Like, how? Why is that a thing? I it I don't I don't I didn't understand that. I guess in the long run, it does save money with not having your insurance go up too. But anyway, so yeah, what a highlight of. Uh, all of the things with my birthday and Christmas, but here we are. Now I can say that I've had a speeding ticket and can move on from that too, I guess. All right, y'all. I'm so sorry about that audio there at the end. And Matt and I just kind of gave up because we had to restart that so many times and try to reconnect. And then I already knew it was going to be a nightmare editing. So anyways, if you're still with me, Thank you. I appreciate it. And again, I apologize for that last little bit of audio. But anyways, the only other thing that I kind of wanted us to talk about was um, kind of a tradition that has started since we moved into our neighborhood in Arizona. Um, So Dustin and Casey, that um, we were talking about our neighbors, Uh, I'm going to have Dustin on sometime um, to do a podcast, but he is a pilot in the Air Force, and so we kind of really got lucky, obviously, kind of like baseball military families kind of stick together and have their own kind of built-in support system, so we were lucky enough to kind of get to know Casey and then their little group of friends that they have in the military kind of I don't want to say adopted Matt and I because that sounds weird but they kind of we got really lucky that we are in the neighborhood with them and are now friends with all of them as well so 2020 was it 2020 maybe it was 2021 was this only the second Christmas no this was the third Christmas so I guess it was 2020 they had a little Christmas party, or we all had a little Christmas party with our neighbors. So it's five couples total. Let me think. Oh, so no, yeah, five couples total. One couple actually just moved to Italy. And so another couple that we have all met in our neighborhood are now in the group as well. So we had a little neighborhood Christmas party, and one of the couples, when they moved into their house, 
they kind of moved in and the people that lived there before had left all the furniture, all everything came like it was. And the family had left a bunch of kind of reservation Aztec type decor. And so one of the white elephant gifts that that couple brought was this bull llama. It's actually a fertility llama, which is funny. Matt and I are the only people that are still trying to have kids in this group. So that's kind of funny with this, how I'm going to tell the story, but brought this llama as like a gag gift kind of thing of, Oh, this was at our house. No one's going to want this, but now whoever gets it, they're going to have it. And, but there was an Amazon card gift in there. And so at that Christmas party, I'm pretty sure it was Dustin came up with oh, we should play a game, a Christmas game with this llama. So we came up with starting Christmas Eve, whoever. So I think one couple obviously got the llama for, I got it as the white elephant gift. And so starting Christmas Eve, you can start taking the llama and dropping it off at the front door of anyone's house in the neighborhood. And then at 7 a.m. Christmas Day, whoever's front porch the llama is on, they have to have the llama somewhere predominant in their house for the rest of this year. And y'all, I, this is when the, one of the only times I need to have like an Instagram for my podcast is to share pictures and things of this. So you can kind of get a visual with what I'm talking about. This llama is not pretty. It and it's also a bull llama, which also kind of has when we were reverse Google searching it to find out why it doesn't actually look like a llama because it has like bull horns on it. And <laughs> so, and that's it has something to do with fertility. And but also, the, the llama has it's meant to drink wine or any drink out of because it has a hole in the back of it and you're supposed to pour wine and serve wine and there's a spigot in its mouth and you can pour wine or take shots whatever you want to do out of the llama so that's interesting that it's a fertility anyways (laughs) all I say all of that because it is not attractive it's like that it's very clay like color with the white stripes that are painted throughout it it has horns its tongue is like weaved all the way up its nose it has these other little guys on it that don't also don't really make sense anyway so again not something that most people would want sitting somewhere in their house so the last two years the same couple ended up with it because well the first year it was dropped off at their house at 659 they had already went inside because they thought, oh, because they lived outside of the neighborhood and they were like, oh, there's no way that anyone can make it here in time. They were in golf cart driving distance, so it wasn't not doable, but they had dropped it off kind of late also. So they had went inside and the guy that was hoping that they would go inside snuck out, dropped it on their front porch a minute before the deadline kind of thing. And so, um, and then, so they had it started and then they've had it two years in a row because last year, they started trying to drop it off around 
that six between that six and seven a.m. hour, most everyone is up at that time. One because you know the llama is coming, and oh, because I don't think I said that. So if you catch someone trying to drop the llama off on your front door, they can't leave it. They can't leave it there if you catch them doing it. So they have to take it and try to take it somewhere else. So last year when they were trying to drop it off, everyone was already awake, and that had also happened the previous year with the couple that had it when it was almost time. They just got lucky that the other couple went inside because they thought, oh, time's up kind of thing. And we have timestamps. That's how we know the deadline, yada, yada, yada. And so this year we came up with some other ground rules of – It basically was if it was in, if you have the llama and you have taken it to everyone else's houses in the neighborhood and they are awake waiting for the llama, you have to go to everyone's house twice or once, sorry. And if they're awake, then you can pick someone, you go to another house the second time, you play paper, rock, scissors, and whoever loses best out of three has to take the llama. So... Matt always makes fun of me. This is why like his input would be funny, but he also slept through the llama this year. So he doesn't have a lot to add in this story again, because he was asleep, but it was funny because my mom left early on Christmas day because she wanted to get home and have, you know, normal Christmas with my brother and the rest of our family. And so she left early. So we had to leave at our house at 4am to drop her off at the airport. But Matt was like, Oh, I'm going to stay back and just stay up on llama watch. And I was like, perfect. Cause again, he makes fun of me because the last two years I will wake up around like three thirty four because I am having dreams about the llama and not that it's bad to have the llama. It's just a fun game to play. But if it's a competition, I'm taking it seriously. So the last couple of years, I have been up sitting at our front door just on llama watch and Matt calls me the llama security guard. Anyway, so he said he was going to stay back and watch and I was like, perfect. I was like, I should still be back though in plenty of time for both of us to watch and see what happens with the llama. So I get home around 5.15. Matt is dead asleep back in bed and I was like, check we don't have the llama on our front door and I'm like well here we go I guess I'm doing this by myself this time I tried to wake him up but he doesn't even remember me trying to tell him like hey the llama is less than two hours he doesn't remember me telling him that so (laughs) anyway so I'm out there reading a book on my phone I don't even know what I was doing sitting outside just waiting and one of the kids families they try to come with the llama I'm sitting out there so she goes to again Justin and Casey next door and they weren't awake yet this was around like 5 45 ish I would say so they drop off the llama so it was relatively quiet after that but before that and then after that until like 5 30 ish 5 30 ish and I see I didn't know it was Dustin at the time but he's like coming around the side of our house creeping creeping and I automatically see him and I'm like nope Take that llama somewhere else. (laughs) So he goes around everywhere else and he comes back. I'm still sitting outside. There's five minutes left. Or I looked right when I saw them, it was six minutes left. And he comes like storming up to the front door, puts the llama down. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he was like, already went everywhere. And again, I didn't realize it was him. So anyways, we played best out of three, paper, rock, scissors. 
I lost. And it was the most chaotic five minutes after that. I knew there was no way I was going to have enough time. Like I said, we're all in the same neighborhood, but we're pretty spread out. It's not like it's five houses in a row kind of thing. One house is kind of on the other side of the neighborhood. And then the rest of the four houses are semi on the same street, but not really. But the golf cart was still in the garage. So I had to run around the house, get that out. And I left my phone, my watch, everything I left home. So I didn't even know what time it was. So I just tried to make start making the rounds and do the best I could. And I got to the last house. Again, everyone's awake because the rest of the families outside of Matt and I have kids. So the kids are ready to go. They obviously love playing the game, the older ones. And so they love to be on Llama Watch. And then they're excited about Christmas. So they're already all awake. And I get to the final house. And I'm like, how much time do I have left? And they're like, come out. They're like, time's up. So there I am sitting with the llama. And it has been sitting in our house actually it's not at our house now because this is another funny story so the kind of the premises with the llama um, we kind of call our neighborhood groups we call ourselves the drunken llamas the llama gang the llama golf cart you know all all the things have to do with llamas and what we kind of want to do with the llama is take the llama different places or anytime we get together and take a picture and have like a photo album with the llama so anyways but it's just kind of the fun Christmas tradition that I hope we can always keep playing with everyone in our neighborhood. And um, we also this year, we meant to do it last year, but we didn't get around to it. But this year we had um, went and or looked at the lights on our golf carts on, was that the 22nd? Or oh, that was Christmas Eve. Was that Christmas Eve? Anyway, so that's something that we want to kind of start a tradition to of just going around with everyone and creating a golf cart line and going and looking at the lights around our neighborhood. And I think we're also going to try to participate in some obnoxious lights in our house next year. Anyways, so that's kind of the llama story. The llama is now at one of the other neighbor's house because they are Clemson fans. And we made a wager between us being Tennessee fans, them being Tennessee or Clemson fans, whoever won the bowl game, the other house has to have the llama in said team colors apparel for two weeks. So obviously Tennessee won the orange boat, gold balls. And I just said go balls really weird. I sounded like how everyone says it to me. It's like kind of northerny, not southern at all. Let me try that again. Go Vols. And so the llama, I took, when we took the llama over to their house for, to watch the game, I already had him in some Tennessee orange and white and wrote little like Rocky top go Vols on this thing I put around his neck. Anyway, so that he is now at their house for two weeks, probably wearing his Tennessee orange as another little llama wager. And then we also <laughs> bought a Tennessee helmet inflatable and Matt and I blew that up in their driveway before kickoff of the game. They were so nice to have us over to their house to watch the game. Also, I'm sorry if y'all can hear Nellie in the background. She is going crazy with the zoomies for whatever reason. Anyway, so we inflated that helmet in their driveway before kickoff, which was just a little another funny obnoxious. I don't know why people say Tennessee fans are obnoxious. I don't, I don't know why anyone would say that. But anyway, so that was another little fun thing. And yeah, we just had a really good busy. I don't think I can ever remember us being that busy for a month straight. All fun things. I mean, we did all of the 
lights and just hanging out and between Matt working out and me working and uh, December and my birthday, December went by really, really fast. But um, I hope you guys had a great holiday season as well. And we're not huge New Year people. I am really big on if, why do you have to have a new year to make resolutions or make goals and all of those things? If you want to start something, just do it. I know that's may sound bad but that's just how I always think I mean I get the whole that's a good fresh start kind of thing I don't get me wrong I understand that and I understand some years suck more than others and so it's nice to have a fresh start don't get me wrong I get that I just think it's a little bit overrated another thing to celebrate I don't know Um, but we did have some people over and I I don't know I I had a little Instagram post when I posted the photos and stuff from skydiving and I used to put 30 on such a pedestal seriously I used to think when I was younger by the time I was 30 I was everything was gonna have fallen into place like a house in Tennessee kids a sexual career you know just all these things that we label as success and I think as I've gotten older I realize that those things aren't really what makes you successful or not it's more about having joy in whatever you are doing in your life at the time So anyways, but when I turned 25, that's when I had just left my career to start traveling with Matt. We had moved so many times, didn't have any money to our name to buy a house, much less think about moving back to Tennessee and have kids and all of those things. It just felt so far from what I thought I had to have accomplished by the time I was 30. And then I spent the next couple of years really, really scared to turn 30 because I knew none of those things were most likely going to be into place and then I don't know once like 28 hit and you know I think I saw that God's plan was better than what I thought I needed in my life and for our life and I don't know it really shifted for me so I'm I've been really excited to turn 30 and I know that and I know we haven't talked about baseball at all this offseason since Matt's a free agent honestly it's because not a lot has happened it's been a really interesting process but we know that probably in the next two to three weeks Matt's gonna have signed with the team and we're gonna know where we're going but right now we're still as clueless to what's gonna happen as we were (laughs) when I was making those podcasts whatever at the end of last year but I know that or last season but yeah so I just know that we're going to be with our third team in as many years and we're most likely hopefully going to be able to start a family this year and I don't know so I know that our 30s are well my 30s Matt's not 30 yet and that's what he would say if he was on here but I know that our 30s are going to have a lot of drastic changes and that excites me also scares me a little bit but anyways I have been really excited to turn 30 and just see what this decade holds and um, I hope you guys too if you needed this fresh start I hope that you've had a great start to the new year and you're excited for all of the things and obviously I started this podcast last year was probably the highlight of anything I did Um, I'm training for a marathon right now yes a full marathon I am struggling so I'm just pray that my body can hold up and can do its thing um so I'm gonna do that in a few months so but anyways if you have listened to my podcast at all since it started um less than a year ago I thank you so much for listening and sharing it and providing me all the feedback and um like I said was a highlight for me 
in 2022 and I'm excited to keep it going this year and hopefully for many years to come and again thank you guys for listening I know that I tend to ramble sometimes so I hope that that wasn't too all over the place and the llama story made sense Matt's gonna listen back to this and be like you don't need to be doing these solo episodes alone anymore anyways all right guys um as always if you will like subscribe share with all of your friends leave a review and I will talk to you next week bye